Hey there, and welcome back to the Clapped Out Moto Hour. Today on the show, we have a very interesting topic to me, a very a topic I've been wanting to cover for a while. It's very cool. Electric motorcycles. We're going to talk all about them. But first, on the show today, we've got Robert. Hey. Danny. Hey. Mondo. Hello. Jamie. Hi, hi. Chris. Hello. And our newest member of the figurative and literal family, Esperanza. Are you going to say something? <laughs> the, no. one, the, no. one time, no. the one time. The one time she doesn't yes. say no. I'm sure we'll hear from her later. <laughs> we'll hear. She'll be, she'll be back in to report on the electric motorcycle front. Uh, yeah, we just had our little kiddo bundle of joy just almost two weeks ago now. And we are so excited to have her. She's going to be a future shredder. I just know it. We've already sat on the XR200 and the ZRX. And we're just working our way through the garage to sit and check out bikes. I know that she's super into it. So, but yeah, today we're kind of talking about, like I said, electronic motorcycles and all their different varieties. Uh, we have our resident expert on today, Mondo. And he's going to answer all our dumb questions about electric motorcycles. <laughs> and, my best. and I think maybe we'll make some predictions, too, about kind of where uh, electric motorcycles are now and where they're going and kind of the tech. It's all really exciting. But first, of course, we're going to find out what is on the bench this week and maybe hear about some cool rides this week, too. I don't know. We'll find out. Danny, what's on the bench? I didn't do anything this week. <laughs> I know. Why did you just have a baby? No. <laughs> I, just, I just work two jobs and go to school. Well, some um, people are having babies. I don't so. know about that. No, I did. I did do some yard work today, and I bought some tools from Harbor Freight. So, <clears throat> what'd know. you get? I got a ten-inch miter saw. Okay. A twenty-volt sander, and then some little magnet affixers to put on my tool chest so now i can have oh, nice. my, my gloves held on the box on, on the side and a paper towel roll holder so oh, that's so great it that's helps like... me it'll, yeah clear the uh top of the bench off so i get some more space to work yeah i don't i i know like harbor freight has been brought up i don't know 500 times on this show so <laughs> we still haven't gotten our check so I don't know what that's all about, but I don't think there will ever be a day where I won't buy like the paper towel holder or the magnets. Like even if I have the budget, we've talked about on a previous episode about tools, talked about, you know, investing in quality tools and things like that. But I don't think that you can really beat the stuff like that. Like the magnetic tray holder, those used to yeah. back in my day, those used to be free when you checked out and brought the coupon. I know they don't have coupons, but that stuff is just so killer, you know? The, the so there in my store there is a in my store um my harbor parade my that harbor. i go to <laughs> um, <laughs> there's still the sign that's like oh sign up and get all the coupons and savings so it's like lies oh, lies i wish you can still sign up for a club it's just yeah. no more coupons yeah and i and see that their time the insect inside tracked prices are the same as what you would normally pay right yeah, it's, really? it's on all the like obscure stuff it's a racket yeah um but the last week i did work on my little mini moto so that's good it's getting closer to where i want it to be jetting wise okay i think it's, I think it's a little bit rich right now so i just gotta drop it but and then i gotta work on the tank because i found out there is a couple cracks so i think i'm gonna get some jb weld and seal those up and hopefully i can get like a paint code 
for that or get enough a big enough of a chip so where I can take it in and get get some paint made. And then Cody mm. probably co Oh, she speaks. Oh. Mm. What do you want to say? She, she did not like that. I was going to repaint that Well, she, her objections are with mine as someone who used to match paint and make it. Uh, you can never really get a great match. I know, on but I'm hoping I can get close. Well, just don't be upset when it's like way off. <laughs> or, or I could sand the tank down and just That's repaint it because yeah. I have a sander now. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. It uh no it's it's good it's we're running a little rich but it's good. It Hell starts yeah. pretty much first kick and that's really all I could ask for. Hey, it's running and yeah, just needs a little tank repair. It sounds awesome. Every so often it soft seizes and I'll eventually buy a kit for it. But you know, <laughs> I love ride it. down the street and my back tire just locks up and I skid. But you know, it's fun. It's Never know good. when it's gonna happen. Oh, that's wow. really fun. Yeah. Luckily, it only goes like 25, so it's not too bad. And I'm right on the ground. Right on. Robert, what do you got on the bench? Uh, <clears throat> the thing on my bench this last couple of weeks was my bench. I made a workbench finally. Uh, I didn't have one for a long time. Uh, and now I do, uh, which is exciting. Uh, and then also today, um, just kind of continuing working on the the bike so i'm right now i'm i've pretty much totally torn down both frames um the husky and the triumph so now i have two frames uh tomorrow i think i'm gonna wire brush the entire husky frame uh bang for any vintage husky aficionados out there that's right i'm gonna take a brass wire wheel and i'm just gonna <laughs> take it down to bare metal Ooh, put some primer yeah. and get some krylon appliance enamel and it's gonna be good how many people um, are screaming about that right now just listening huskies are a funny thing so if you get into the vintage husky like forums you will see that the most common so there's like one color code i think for for like a an actual legit somebody figured out the closest to the 60s 70s like factory silver frame color everyone else is like it's this like ongoing debate about whether you use the krylon appliance enamel silver or the engine enamel silver and it seems like most people come down on the side of appliance enamel and they're like i mean if you're gonna ride it you're gonna scratch it and um, that paint is like indestructible yeah exactly and it's cheap most importantly yes <laughs> um there's there's uh, the vintage huskies are a funny thing because there's like this whole rabbit hole you can go down about like doing, you know, like you want to do, if you're restoring it, obviously you want to do everything correctly. And there's all this like hemming and hawing about like, you can't sandblast the frames because they came shot peened from the factory. You got to shot peen them. And then like okay. literally in the same thread, they'll be like, yeah. And then just use Krylon appliance enamel. It's fine. Don't worry about it. <laughs> it's close enough. One time let's back up here. Just a quick, uh, a quick second shot peen shot peened. Shop peen. Yeah. That's so right. I know a thing or thing too Come about on, that. Yeah. Well, so oh, basically is. when you, especially when you have like steel or something, when you shot peening it, you're basically putting it into a state of, is it compression or tension? You're, you're changing like the surface, mm -hmm. um, the prop, it's like the material properties. Um, so I guess once it's been shot peened, I don't see any reason why you couldn't sandblast it again because you can't, I mean, you can shot peen it more, but it's not going to hurt it. Right. Yeah. And and so, yeah. So 
I guess for anybody else also out there listening. So if you were to look at like a cross section of the metal microscopically, there, there would be a distinct difference. If you look at metal that was shot peened, it has these little right dimples um, where it's been hit. And the idea is that it, it does, it puts the metal under, I also it puts it under compression and it, it, it reduces stress between the fibers. Something well, so when like you put it into a state of compression, they, if you put it under tension, it doesn't go into as much tension mm -hmm. if it wasn't already in compression. Yeah, <laughs> if that makes any sense. <laughs> so uh, that, yeah. So how, so there's how does, for all the other idiots like me, how does one shot peen a metal frame? It's it's just you, a different medium or media. So it's it's you're a, literally shooting like steel yeah. shot oh. at the metal. Yeah, so, so it's, it's just it's, the blasting technique. It is it is a, it's a, it's a blast, the the blasting technique. It's just using a different media. It's oh, using like a metal shot, shot. Literally, yeah. It's if you yeah. imagine like a ball peen hammer, right? You're you're peening the metal by putting dimples in it. It's the same thing, just on a much smaller scale and shooting. Oh. It, at it. it is oh, also man. possible to use lasers to laser peen stuff. Ooh, I did that for like the SR seventy one and some other aircraft, like oh, la laser peen titanium and other stuff to make it stronger, huh. or at least like more resistant to fatigue. Right. Shot so, peen. Expansion well, under heat for the SR-71, I guess. Yeah. I sure learned something and, today. So you're not going to shot peen it. You have I'm your just gonna hit it with wire. I'm just going <laughs> to wire, wire wheel it down because that's what I have the patience for. Listen, I'm sure if you go to Harbor Freight, buy the blast cabinet right next to the walnut shells, it's going to have, or the medium, whatever medium they sell, <laughs> shot peen right shot, next Harbor to Freight, it. Harbor Freight, peen. Chicago. How Chicago shot peen. It's got to be there. You Have you seen the size of the Harbor Freight sandblasting cabinet? <clears throat> it's like the well, you know what you microwave. Yeah, you cut the sides <laughs> out and then you just feed the frame through. It's fine. My, I, I'm thinking I just go out. Here's, <laughs> look, here's my thought. My thought is you get some number nine shot. I'm going to go out in a field, stand at about 50 <laughs> yards. I'm just going to keep it <laughs> until I get all the pain and rust off. And yeah. It'll be fine. God. I could have helped you with that. That's that what I'm so ridiculous. It, this has a really interesting texture of the frame. Yeah, I went out and took it in the field and shot it <laughs> with my photo gauge. Back in the factory in Sweden, they used a special <laughs> technique. You heard it first. If, you heard it anyway. first on the clopped out moto hour. The new the new hottest craze is is blasting your frames by literally blasting <laughs> them with nine inch duct, nine inch like steel shot. God. I love it. Could you imagine? It's just like relic guitars, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I put my husky in a field and I threw keys at it for 40 minutes. Oh, man. That would be it. ridiculous. Just like Steve McQueen. So the husky's uh, getting cleaned up. It's going to get cleaned painted. Up. Yep, that's the plan. The okay. Triumph is slowly being... I took apart the forks. So I, I got the front end off the Triumph today. I was waiting on... Nice. Uh, I didn't have a... Anyways, the whole thing to get the stem, the steering stem lock nut off uh had to order a part uh tool uh, in whitworth okay so i needed a socket oh, yeah. large enough to get it off um uh, it's it's the retaining nut on the top of the steering stem is hollow because it it has a damper right okay. through the steering stem and it's it's very um it's a long threaded portion that goes into the step like into the head tube that threads mm -hmm. onto the stem so it's probably uh, maybe inch and a half of like thread threaded portion of this collar, and then the top is is split. So I had a wrench on it. I had like the correct size Whitworth wrench, and I was whapping on it. But because it's 
relatively thin walled uh, on the top section and and is split at the only sort of accessible side, um, giving it a good whack was was going to keep like f basically folding the top in on itself, which I didn't mm. want to do because um, it has you know fifty years of rust holding it onto the <laughs> them. Yeah. Um, so got the yeah got the proper socket, used an impact wrench, and um, that's all it took, and it's great, and it's off. Got the front nice. end off. So that's good. Nice. Um, got to figure out. I got to machine down a stem from another front end I have that's going to go on it, and then blah 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 blah. That's, that's fun. Nice. So the husky so, will ride again at some point. So at some point they'll at all ride point. again. They'll be fine. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Jamie, anything on the bench? Any interesting rides? Any crazy ass two wheeled shit happen to you? <laughs> you look off into the sunset. I, I, my bike's on the porch. My bike has a flat tire. It has Aww. two wheels. I need to pump it up. Um, one exciting thing is when we got home from recording the last podcast, uh, Amanda and I went out for a uh, a ride on on our Trail 90, and we like hit a, a major intersection in downtown Oakland, and like there must have been like six other people at an intersection that all started like waving at us, and um, there were a bunch of other people on Honda Trail 90s, nice. and then they like turned, um, followed us, and then we got to another stop like stoplight, and they like. They're all waving, like asking, like, oh, what year is it? And then like some dude like whips out a business card, hands yep. it oh my to God. us. <laughs> oh <laughs> my God. Dear gentle NorCal. Dear um, gentle listeners, I just want to describe this business card to you. <laughs> it has a wow. trail line on it. Honda Trail Riders of NorCal. Shout out to uh Honda trail riders of norcal you have a very long email address i'm not gonna repeat it <laughs> but okay. what i love is that you have a trail 90 and what appears to be a very kawaii uh <laughs> girl blonde girl anime girl riding it and just shredding look like posting up maybe to hit a jump or something or to Probably hop a, a sick ass jump i think sick ass jump i love it a shout out to honda trail riders of norcal uh get a shorter email address we, I think that's technically a CT 10, 110. I love it. But we joined the group, and Amano's like, hey, we just ran into you guys like in Oakland. And they're like, we've never done a ride in Oakland. <laughs> what? <laughs> I, I think oh. someone eventually chimed in. There's like, oh, it was like so-and-so, like Max or something that was like riding through. But it was, yeah, like six of them. There was like definitely, definitely at least a couple CT 90s, one or two CT 110s, and like a Passport or Super Cub. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. It was, uh, a, it was a fun Monday evening going to pick up takeout food. Uh, that's lending, lending some truth uh, that you meet the nicest people. Yeah, yeah. it was awesome. You meet the nicest people in a Honda. Isn't that the truth? Well, that's rad. I mean, so Jamie, are you shredding on this thing or is it always two up or what's what's the deal? Um. Yeah, I mean, we normally ride, ride two, two to a bike. Okay. Uh, we, we bought the bike so that we could take it to Mexico and like sure. when we're in our van, like set the van up and then just like ride into town to get groceries yes. or do whatever. And so um, it, it we bought it as a, a motorcycle for two. But now okay. Mondo just rides it to work all the time. It sounds like you need one. You know what you should do? It does. Just I'm working on her. Straight undercut him. <laughs> just get a Grom and just yeah. roost, roost all over him on that Trail 90. Get a I think if anything, oh, like Jamie would do well with an electric bike. There you go. Because then electric she can ride bike. that to work. 
when the office reopens. Hell yeah. I already Jamie. read my, I mean, it's, it's a 10 minute bicycle ride to the office on yeah. a flat. That's true. <laughs> we, we, we don't hate bicycles here on Clapdown Motor. Are we? No, we, we love, love them. Too, so we've all had the bicycle. We sure um, have. Most of us found our way to motorcycles. It's yes. actually very true. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Some it's of us are trying true. to go back to lose some weight, but you know, <laughs> that's me. All right, Chris. Oh. On the bench. You just had a baby, haven't you? I jumped just on all had your a fucking baby, y'all. <laughs> Got those fork seals changed yet? Those, come on. Fucking, <laughs> you know what? I wish. I, that was <laughs> like my last project. Those are done. Are the fork seals done? Yeah, they yeah, are the done. Them. Yeah. Um, yeah, I I just had a baby. Baby looks big enough to hold a wrench. Yeah, and I am <laughs> just like you know waiting for my abdomen, my stapled together abdomen to heal um it doesn't look like i'm pregnant anymore which is fucking wild yeah. uh my belly like shrank significantly in like two weeks to like practically nothing hmm. um yeah i i guess what was on the bench was esperanza and she is complete <laughs> so my ratio is now Two, two for three because Dude. the DT needs some love. Yeah, the DT needs some love. I was just yeah. about to say I didn't. I wanted yeah. to respect your pregnancy, and so I didn't work on the DT. Thanks, uh, bro. I wanted to respect your time. I, you there are, there are things on. that I need to work on. Let's let's make a list. Let's see. The DT needs new brakes. <sighs> um, terribly. New tires. New tires. New tires. Terribly. Um, new carb gasket for new sure. Just carb gasket. It is oil just everywhere. The saddest thing. It's pretty fun. Good. Um, it's good for probably you. the forks need a little love and the suspension some oil probably some love as well. The whole thing probably needs an entire oil change. Yeah. Like there's just the DT just needs some freaking love. Um, but I am, ex what I am excited about is that our neighbor kid across the street has been utilizing my 200 while I am indisposed and yeah. it's like shredding. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so hard on that thing and jordan's helping him work on his garage yard bike find <laughs> yard bike it's it's now a barn bike but we'll we'll do we'll do now. neighbor kid we'll do neighbor kid update during my uh check-in but yes he oh, is yeah. shredding yeah uh, and then uh yeah. i don't know what's on the bench is me i'm just trying to get myself <laughs> healed up so when i get to my six week Check up and cleared to like shred be at, not even shred but just work <laughs> out to get to the point of being able to shred because I literally have zero ab ability right now like yeah. I need help to sit up <laughs> sometimes um but yeah getting back into shape so I can get back into riding shape is what's next yeah nice. and and Esperanza agrees with me apparently I can moaning in agreement <laughs> that's my girl she's just kind of like listening like mm, mm. <laughs> yeah. daddy. she's a real good listener well you've got projects project it's there it needs yeah, love you'll get it sure to it does. don't worry it'll still be there uh amando what, what do you got on the bench what's what's going on over there with the trail yield trail 90 
Uh, Trail 90 is still running just fine. Um, I guess on the bench, I'm still helping my dad with the electrical system for our sailboat. So that's four Tesla modules from a Model S. That's awesome. Uh, Currently working on a rack to hold those modules in one place while we're on a boat and rocking around. Yeah, that's probably Um, important. Yeah, and also just met with somebody I had been helping with the electrical system for their schoolie build. Uh, nice. They just got a bunch of 100 amp hour lithium iron phosphate cells, and so I'm helping them set up the BMS and some other stuff. Um, so yeah, that's all I really have on the bench, other than regular work stuff. Yeah, nice. Well, that's rad. Yeah, that's good. I mean, I feel like those trails once they get going and they go, like they don't usually stop. <laughs> it's just like minor stuff that needs to be done to them, you know. Yeah, I mean, like one thing I've been thinking about is upgrading the suspension, just because with mm. the two of us on there, it definitely some wheel scraping on bumps and stuff. But it sounds like the shocks were never that stiff to begin with. Mm. Yeah. yeah, those things. I mean, I've seen some pretty heavy people on those. <laughs> going up to elk camp going and get the elk on the back of the trail 90 so i mean i've, I've seen some crazy things hauled by those things but yeah i don't think they're ever designed to be like yeah. super stiff you might be able to find aftermarket stuff yeah. but, but yeah, yeah there is aftermarket stuff yeah i'm trying to get convince jamie to get it her own bike so we yeah. can ride together Honda Grom Kawasaki Z125. Well, let's talk about mini bikes. Now you got um, a riding group you can be yeah, boy. There's yeah. the. I need something. I don't like. We live where it's warm. And so today it was like, are we going to bike to the grocery store or motorcycle to the grocery right. store? I'm like, do I need to put on pants? Like, I, I want to yeah. stay in shorts right now. Like, no. so I, I need like a, a vehicle that goes slow enough where I don't need to put on protective gear. No. The Yamaha version of the Trail 90 is always like a third of the price of the Trail 90s. They are sick. What are they called? I don't remember, but I see them pop up every so often when I'm looking around at bikes. I'm like, damn, those are sick. I think there were 110s and 90 and 110. You're talking about a uh, four stroke or the two stroke? Uh, I, I, I don't know. I haven't ever looked at the okay. engines. Because I know there's like a the trailmaster. Anyways, yeah, yeah. You know, I think that they have throttles. So if you turn the throttle less, it does go slower. So that's the benefit yeah. of motorcycle. <laughs> and you know what? No one pants never stopped anyone in Cambodia from loading up three children, like sure. a couple goats and a bale of hay, and just wearing shorts and flip flops. So I oh, mean, yeah. I you mean, just I live your like best have- life. I half grew up in Hawaii, and so it was just like people would just like you know motorcycle moped down the freeway in like flippy floppies, no helmet, like Hawaiian shirt and like shorts, and you're just like, and towing like, a surfboard, towing with a sur- like you know holding Hell it, yeah. holding it in their arms as they're going down the freeway, like trying not to like get the wind to catch it. Like I was mm. like, ah, oh, like I want to, but like I I see the pictures of the accidents, and I don't. Yeah, it gets pretty bad. I've had things just fall on my foot and it doesn't feel very good. Like, you know, in the, in the shop, cause it's really nice yeah. to wear flip-flops in the shop. Yeah. Maybe not I mean, safe. I've, I, I said it in the chat this week, but I've literally broken my toe pumping gas. So yeah, there you go. Yeah. Well, maybe pants, you know, and yeah. just get some airy yeah. pants, but yeah, well, 
Let's see. I've got. I had a big. I had a big week, you guys. I've had the ZRX 1100 sitting. It's a Kawasaki ZRX 1100. It's based on the Eddie Lawson 80s, the beginning of the leader bike. Like these massive. All the Japanese manufacturers are like making all these thousand cc, just big old fat heavy bikes, and people like Eddie Lawson are racing them. So Eddie Lawson had the Z1, which was the the big Kawasaki of its day i think 1980 was 79 80 81 maybe it was when you raced that and so they made a replica of it and this is kind of like the 90s reissue of the eddie lawson bike so it's big and it's powerful it makes just a ridiculous amount of torque uh and that's what's nice is it's it's really cammed down so it's a it's a big ninja motor but the cam profile is really mild i guess so that it makes a lot more power down low it puts out 75 foot pounds of torque at like 6,000. So it's just ridiculous. You know, it's just a lot of torque. Um, not so much top end power, but tons and tons of torque, plenty of power. And uh, so I got that thing off a kid in Pendleton, the next town up for 600 bucks. And it had this horrendously bad paint job on it and he couldn't get it to run. Took it home, charged the battery as a, a hydraulic clutch. I bled the clutch. That was the first. Um, you know, just kind of cleaned it up, bled the brake lines, refilled everything, did all the fluids, the oil, got it to run back then, but it was always missing on cylinder one. It was this big kind of mystery. So I ended up ordering, an, uh, I took it to a shop and they did absolutely nothing with it for about four weeks. Uh, finally picked it back up. They're like, I'll go and figure it out. And it's like, all right, well, took it home, ordered ignition coil, kind of went with my gut. Didn't even have to replace the ignition coil. I just threw on a, uh, just basically another spark plug boot. The old one had become corroded because some water had gotten down in the number one uh, hole because the kid was pre pressure washing it like right on top of the boot loose. <laughs> so when I got it, it was like filled with water. I wonder how it could have corroded. Um, so that was corroded. Just swapped that out. She fired right up, took her outside. Uh, this was a few days ago, took her out and just fired, old Zeke fired up. And so I took it out today to Joseph and back. It's about a hundred and well, it was probably about 165 mile round trip. I would have known, but my speedometer went out about halfway through the ride. So that was fun. And uh, it was kind of in and out this week. And then I think the cables kinked or something. It's a mechanical speedo, um, but it's great. It's just awesome. It's just a huge, big, it's almost 500. It's, it's got to be 500 pounds, pretty close to 500 pounds. It's just this big, burly, torquey motorcycle. It's terrifying in the turns if you... Like to get it in that zone where you get all that torque is just like, this is a lot of bike. And it's, it's fun though. It's super fun. Great at cruising around. And uh, yeah, it's the only downside so far is the tank uh, is so like rusted and has so much crap inside of it that I was, I was riding it and it started to feel like it was starved. And I'm like, why is it feeling like it's starved? And I was thinking maybe the number one position was going bad again. Maybe we're dealing with a CDI issue. So I get out and I put my gloves on and I grab each of the, the exhaust part pipes and each of them are the same temperature. So I'm like, okay, well, I'm not missing on a cylinder. Um, it was a four cylinder. And then I just do the old tappy tappy on the side of the float bowl and tap, 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 tap. And it fires right back up again, has no problems. And then I pop the tank up and I pull the fuel filter off and it's just red. Like the entire clear <laughs> fuel factor is just red. Oh, and I'm like, yeah. yeah, that'll do it. So I, this was on the way out to Joseph. I put the fuel filter in my mouth and just like a kazoo, just, just blew it out, <laughs> blew out all the particulate, threw it back on, wrote it to Joseph, got a fuel filter in Joseph because there's a hardware store there and uh, slapped it back on. And it, it had started having another problem just before I got into town. So about 
what, 75 miles later. So it has a pretty significant amount of rust in the tank if it's picking up that much that fast. But I have to say, when it's not uh, completely choking up because of all the rust coming through the tank, it is a super fun bike. It's just so much power. I feel like Eddie Lawson riding it because you're just throwing all this weight around. And it's just so much torque and so much fun. So it's good. It feels good to have a, a street bike again. And, and it's got pretty much new tires on it, so it's ready to go. And that ups my ratio to... I mean, I, I've got like, I'd say over half of my bikes are running now. So that's cool. Nice. <laughs> but yeah, the Z, ZRX 1100, it's a really fun bike. I put a picture up uh, on the Instagram and uh, it's been a hoot to ride. So yeah, I think the big news of the week, you know, was having the baby, had the baby a couple weeks ago. And I just, you know, I think about when I think about her, I think about introducing her to riding and getting going. And it's undeniable that a lot of bikes today uh, the market segment is becoming more and more saturated with electric bikes. Uh, specifically thinking about Little Esperanza here, a lot of the entry level bikes, you know, whereas a lot of kids started out on 50s, like Pee Wee 50s, um, CRF 50s, maybe with training wheels, things like that, TTR 50s. There's kind of this new entrance of bikes like the Stasic, uh, which is a electric, you know, basically an electric bicycle that has kind of air goes like a dirt bike. Um, you know, but there's also like things like the OSET, KTM threw their hat in the ring a couple of years ago with a small, uh, like a 50 size electric bike. And I think as a potential, you know, dad who has the bikes and does the maintaining, it's really, uh, I think one thing I think of is it's really nice to think about another bike that I don't have to maintain. Um, you know, electric motorcycles have a lot fewer moving parts, don't need half of the fluids that, um, you know, motorbikes gets and they don't make any sound i mean i can take one of these things with my kid to the the park and just like we can build some jumps out front like we can do whatever we want and it just doesn't make that sound which is always a big uh struggle when you're talking about riding bikes around you have to take them out to an area where you can ride them but with electric bikes it's kind of get that leeway so amanda we kind of brought you on because i know you have a little bit of history so tell us a little bit about your history um kind of with electric vehicles in general yeah, so I guess my first like real hands-on encounter with electric vehicles was probably back in my university years when I uh, transferred to Berkeley and joined the UC Berkeley solar vehicle team. Um, and so I got to work on you know a solar vehicle there. And technically, since it had three wheels in California, that's considered a motorcycle. So when we went to the DMV, we told them like, yeah, we want to register this vehicle as like three wheels and like, like, oh, like, did it pass a smog test? We're like, no, it, <laughs> it's, it's electric. It doesn't have emissions. Um, so yeah, I guess that was like my first, like, um, yeah, because like I had the choice of like different vehicle teams. There's like Formula SAE, which like works on this, like kind of cross between a go-kart and like a Formula car, but it's like gas powered and there's like a super mileage vehicle, but you know, this was 10 or 11 years ago now. And I was like, nah, like the future's electric. I want to work <laughs> on an electric vehicle. Right. There's also like a human powered vehicle team, which is also pretty cool. Hmm. Um, but yeah, so like that was my first um, experience. And so we ended up going to Australia in 2011 for the World Solar Challenge, Damn. racing 1800 miles across, um, you know, the continent of Australia from Darwin to Adelaide, which is like right through the middle mm -hmm. along the Stewart Highway. 
Um, it was really cool. So like, you know, that's my first experience with electric vehicles. That car had like five or 10 horsepower motor, which is like nothing, but <laughs> yeah. you know, it was basically had this aerodynamic shell. So, you know, you had very low drag and about, it was like a 1.8 or two kilowatt uh, solar array on top. And so that's what powered it. You, we had some batteries. Don't remember how big the battery pack was back then. Um, but yeah, so it was like my first, you know, experience with electric vehicles. And then nice. I think the next year in 2012, I got an internship at Tesla Motors, wow. um, doing some reliability testing and super cool to be there. Uh, I think that summer they got their first alpha prototype or like alpha model S's, which were, there's like six of them. Sweet. Um, yeah, they were still selling the Roadster. Um, and then I went back for another internship and a half and started working there full time. So nice. was there when Tesla delivered the first Model S's and actually got to drive some of them for testing before nice. we delivered them to customers. So nice. that was and pretty cool. Just kind of quick, I know this isn't super not exactly related to bikes, but what was that kind of, you know, I'm assuming you've driven cars before. What was that kind of first initial feeling of driving the Model S like versus a car, you know? Um, yeah. So like one thing that was really cool when you're driving an electric car is if you've ever been like sailing or like boating, you know, like if you're on a motorboat, you know, there's all this noise with like the motor and like yeah. fumes and stuff with the diesel or gas engine. But when you're sailing, it's just like all you hear is the wind and the water. Yeah. When you're driving an electric car, it's very similar where it's like, oh, there's like no engine noise. All you're hearing is like, you know, a little bit of road noise. And then you hear these things you don't normally hear, like the wind, like, you know, wrapping around the car and other mm -hmm. things like that. Um, so that's like just from an auditory perspective, you know, you're hearing things you never heard before. Um, which is really cool. So like, that's one of the first things you notice. Um, and then depending on the electric car, the next thing you'll also notice is the acceleration is like second to none. Because um, yeah. the torque uh, curve on an electric motor is usually like pretty much flat. You have like all the torque, like almost immediately, which is crazy. And so, yeah, that's, that's definitely an important thing. Um, like, you know, kind of the research I did this week um, or just kind of things, not just this week, but I've thought about a lot with electric uh, motorcycles specifically is there's a big, um, well, it's very advantageous to have torque right off the bottom when you're talking about off-road riding, especially because mm -hmm. there's, you know, you need to clear an obstacle, you need to get the front wheel up, uh, you need like whatever. There's this, there's this kind of idea that if you have that instant, like a lot of the most desirable off-road bikes, uh, like the 300 class two strokes, they like them because they have that really linear torque curve. So mm -hmm. my kind of understanding is that there, that torque curve comes from the not having so many moving pieces, right? Cause if a piston yeah. is going, that has transfers to a crankshaft and a crankshaft has to go to the, the reduction gears, to so the transmission and the transmission of the final drive and the final drive to the chain and the chain to the rear wheel. Is that an accurate understanding of why torque is better on electric vehicles? Or is there something different about an electric motor that gives it torque that's more linear like that. Yeah, so I mean, I think part of it is just electrons are a lot faster than fuel and air okay. yeah. <laughs> uh, and combustion. Um, and yeah, so I mean, like 
everything is happening literally at the speed of light. You know, your controls are all electronic. And so you know, the motor controller, you know, it, it's running at nearly the speed of light. Um, and so, yeah, it's like you're only limited by, you know, basically how much power you can extract out of your battery pack and the motor controller. Because, yeah, like if on a gas-powered bike, you know, you have, you're opening the throttle, which lets in more air, and then, you know, your carburetor or electronic fuel injection system is like, oh, I got more air, now I'm going to squirt more fuel in there. Mm -hmm. And so, like, it takes a little bit of time. Um, but then also just, I think, just how internal combustion engines work, like, they're their torque curve's not flat, you know, electric. It's just the, the, you just turn the motor on and it's like, all right, I need this much torque and it'll give it to you. Yeah. Not generally. I mean, some, some motors are definitely lend themselves to more linear torque curves, single cylinders, twin cylinders, mm -hmm. uh, over square. Like when they generally have a more, uh, like mm -hmm. uh, even piston, like bore to stroke ratio, they generally make a little more even of a, of a torque curve. Um, but yeah, no, it's, it's generally something that's not. And I think really, if you're talking to me at, from like, if I'm a consumer from a dirt bike side and I'm thinking about buying the electric versus the gas, which the choices are getting better and better for the off-road segment, we'll talk mm -hmm. about that a little bit later, but I would choose, I would almost choose the electric purely for that perfect torque curve. And I mean, the zero motorcycles, like some of the numbers that they're publishing for torque are like beyond what most super sports like way way high high like displacement engines make at their peak you know mm -hmm. they've got to rev up to like eight or nine thousand rpm to make even close to the amount of torque that this like small compact you mm -hmm. know electric motorcycle makes so that's yeah i i've always kind of been curious about that but that makes sense you know there's just not as many steps in the process well, you always have to remember that like with an internal combustion engine like each specific engine, right, is going to perform best at a very specific RPM because, and, it, and it's just because there's so much going on, right? Where you have, there's going to be a specific RPM where the volume of the cylinder is filled best by air as it comes mm -hmm. through, and that's and that's an effect of all these little variables with like how air is flowing through your your intake uh, into your head, uh, how fuel is atomizing at different air speeds as air is like moving in, and yes, and obviously, like you said, with larger displacement. The larger the displacement, the more just like reciprocating mass and all these other mm -hmm. variables mm -hmm. play that are going to affect like how the engine behaves. Whereas, you know, my understanding is with like an electric motor, it's going to behave the same way all the time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the mass Speed variables and stuff. But yeah. And I, I guess, you know, a lot of, I think anyone who's listening to this, to one of the big like cons that comes up, right? You know, if we're talking about, electric motorcycles in general, like the Zeros and um, Alta, rest in peace, it was a bummer that that company went down, but they had a really cool model. Um, you know, the there's a lot of other, I think Chinese companies are kind of entering the market. Then there's mm -hmm. like OSED is doing, you know, electric trial bikes and things like that. But I think the big thing for the consumer is like, why doesn't the battery last? So obviously we look at these things and it's like, when I go on a ride with my whatever, like I took the ZRX out today, I only have to fill it with gas once. It's something, you know, where I can carry, you know, larger bikes sometimes generally carry more fuel mm -hmm. so you can get this range. And I'd say like the standard motorcycle range, um, you know, maybe 140 to 160 miles. And then we see the zeros and they have a kind of uh, flip-flop, like instead of city riding <laughs> yeah, giving yeah. you more, lower speeds give you more mileage and things. But it's still like even at the top, you know, maybe you can eke 90 or 100 miles. And I know that they're making changes, the battery mm -hmm. technology, but 
I guess from a simple point of view, why is it? Why are we limited currently? It seems like it's getting better, but why are we limited with with batteries? Why can't like why can't I just slap a battery in there that'll go for like three hours or something? You know, for yeah, yeah, and just go. Yeah, I mean, quite simply, it's really hard to beat the energy density of gasoline or diesel. You you just can't do that with uh, batteries as the technology stands today. So. That is like the one, probably like the biggest and one sh biggest uh, shortcoming with batteries is they just energy density. You can't compete with gas. Mm. Um, and then also like, you know, for refueling, you just have to dump more gas into the tank and you're good to go with batteries. Yeah. They take longer to charge. And so that all depends on the charger you have available to you or, you know, charging station or outlet. So, you know, if you only have a 15 amp plug, you're getting like, you know, it passed like 1.8 kilowatts of charge. And if you have a 7.2 kilowatt battery pack, you know, it's going to take you a few hours to recharge that, um, depending Definitely. on how far you've depleted that battery. And so I'd say electric ve uh, vehicles and like motorcycles have almost every advantage, advantage except for, you know, energy density. Yeah, because I imagine because the weight is lower, I mean, it's kind of a catch point. Well, it's just kind of a they're lower weight but then they also have less room for carrying batteries right mm -hmm. so a tesla you can just load a bunch of batteries in there and all that and whatnot but yeah i mean where is that going though are we going to reach like a peak of battery technology where we can't go past a certain point or are there like new materials or new things that are going to change this market so that we can get like an all-day riding range or something yeah so i mean i guess you know, the, I guess the sky's the limit as far as, you know, batteries can go. It's a matter of chemistry and, you know, some other technologies, which I'm not super knowledgeable about. But, I mean, you know, batteries have been, there's been a lot of research in batteries in the last 10, 20 years. And so we'll see where that leads. Um, but, you know, charging has come a long way in yeah. the last 10 years. And so... Um, I haven't done very many long distance rides, but I'm guessing it's hard to go more than a few hours without needing to take a break. And so if you can have the infrastructure to where, you know, there's decent charging options and be like, all right, yeah, I'm going to pull off here, grab a cup of coffee or you know, use the bathroom or something and you can charge for half an hour yeah. and, you know, recover a lot of that energy. And it does That's seem like, it does seem like those higher voltage options are becoming more available. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, in Union County, we're a county of 24,000 people. We're mm -hmm. one, we're like the sixth least populous, you know, population density. We're like bottom, bottom 10. Um, we, there's just not a lot of people here and there's a lot of open space. And we have in our town, we have six chargers already, you know, and nice. across the other valleys, there's like, there's enough so that like the ride today, with an 80 mile range, I could have done it and charged on the mm -hmm. other side of the ride and rode back. So the infrastructure is definitely here. And I think that's a big part of it. But I know as a consumer, like that's a big thing for me is like, number one is the cost, which is, mm -hmm. has been coming down a lot. Mm -hmm. You know, it's becoming a lot more even with other bikes. Um, but that range is the biggest thing. The torque, I love the no sound. I love it'd be so rad to just ride through. You know, I know there's a lot of landowners who wouldn't mind if electric bikes are ripping through. Um, mm -hmm. But with gas powered stuff, it's just kind of, you know, it's just loud. And that kind of brings me to my next 
thing is like i know it's the sound like when i'm riding the zrx through the turns today it's like i'm revving up to that like 7000 8000 9000 rpm getting that really nice like whine you know and it's just hitting the ear and it's just that beautiful sound when you shift up or like you downshift and you get that really loud whine i'm wondering like can we live without the exhaust? <laughs> I, feel like perfect, I feel like the kind of perfect transition for this is in the moped world because I know that the there's been an electric moped, uh, the Onyx, and I know that mm -hmm. their owners have uh, drawn a lot of ire for just kind of being total noobs. But, you yeah. know, like, Danny, what would a moped be to you if it didn't make the sound? I've ridden one. It it was more of like a step through style and my okay. friend got it for like, he like represented like artists and like companies would send them stuff so they could like take pictures with it. And I wrote it and like, it was super fun. Like it had crazy amounts of torque, which you don't cool. see with mopeds very often. Yeah. Um, small displacement two stroke just yeah. is not going to put out. That's like the least torquiest thing I know of, you know? Mm -hmm. But I mean, yeah, there's Onyx, which the bikes seem great. Um, I think what a lot of people don't realize is that they're made in USA in the sense that all the parts come from China and then they get put together here. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, same, same with Huck. Like it, and I know they have at least sourced their tanks locally, which the Huck. So Onyx is based off of the Pook Magnums. Um, like the frame then, itself. Yeah. The frame. And then like kind of just the general feel and look. Um, okay. And the Huck cycles, at least the the Stinger, are based off of uh, the General Five Star, which okay. is um, that that green moped that I got. I'm familiar, yeah, I think yeah. I've seen one. Yeah, they're they're sweet, but at least on some of the Huck ones I've seen, like they're the tank that holds all the electrical components. Like it wasn't sitting flush with the frame, so it was like lifted up a little bit in the back, and like. That looks terrible, but it seems like they may have fixed that that issue, judging by at least their website. I mean, would you trade though at the at the bottom line? Would you trade the ring ding ding for the for like having instant torque and just I charging? Think, I don't think I would. <laughs> I I just love I love the two stroke sound. It's yeah, so much, the, my it's annoying as fuck, but it's yeah. great. <laughs> my two fifty, it's just got that like feeling when you crack the throttle. It's just yeah. this like like woofy like loud because it's just a loud two-stroke but yeah. that just and it makes this like like sound when it idles it sounds horrible yeah, they, but it it just warms your heart in a super <laughs> way and it's the same as the zrx like an, a big inline four whining at six thousand or nine thousand rpm like it just has this like f1 formula sound that mm -hmm. it's ah, it's so hard to get away from you know but yeah. I mean, I don't know. I still feel like the the convenience of like just being able to plug it in when you get home and be like, oh, no, yeah, that, that is super cool. Like if if the price, like yeah, I, I was looking at the the hook cycles when we were starting this episode, and if I customized it as I wanted to, it would be eight thousand oh dollars without shipping. Like wow. unless I worked in like <laughs> tech and I was making like a million dollars, like yeah. I can't. 
the average person can't afford that. And I think yeah. that's where they're going to lose a lot of people is the average person can't afford these bikes. Yeah. So, yeah. And that does, is, a- does it qualify for any tax incentives? Cause I know mm-hmm. there are some like, you know, a few thousand dollars where like an $11,000 zero motorcycle gets closer to like $8,000 in California. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know anything about yeah. that. But I mean, that there I are do, some things. I do have a question for you, Mondo. Sure. So, I know they make the friction drive like motors or like chargers that like it'll rub against your the rim. Because I remember my grandpa uh-huh. had one on his little like bike that he put on blocks to make it an exercise bike. Mm-hmm. You're power a headlight, yeah, on an old yeah. Schwinn or something. Yeah. Could you? Is there a way that you could do that where your displacement that you're putting out, like the RPMs you're putting out? Could you charge the motor? So, like on an electric you're, motorcycle? You're, yeah, because you're generating power. Yeah, so I for those. I, well, I mean, like regen is a thing on electric vehicles. I'm, I think they still have it on some electric motorcycles. But... I was going to. I was going to say, I have an anecdotal answer to this. I, I can't really confirm anything, but mm-hmm. a guy that was in a riding group that I used to ride with in Portland posted in our riding group about how he took one of the electric, it's like not a mountain bike, but not a motorcycle, kind of like right in the middle. And it has regen on it. And mm-hmm. he said that at the end of the day, it was almost near 100% full charge. And huh. he did like a three hour ride. So I don't know what brand it is, but I know that that tech exists and it's on some electric bikes right now. I was also thinking like solar, like, yeah. Is there the potential of like you having a solar panel on your backpack or something or Mm -hmm. like mounted somewhere that you could garnish enough power from the sun to actually charge, charge it as you're riding. Mm -hmm. I'm imagining you with like a giant (laughs) sun umbrella, like (laughs) I love it. Giant thing. Harbor freight solar power. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The problem with like solar panels is you need a lot, like you need to have it like pointed at the sun to get the best amount of power. Mm-hmm. And like, so I think most electric bikes that I've seen, they're like usually like a 48 volt system. So like you'd need like at least, I want to say like a 60 cell or a 72 cell panel is maybe yeah. like 24 volts or something. So mm-hmm. I don't know. It's going to be like, you know, the size of like a kitchen table or something. <laughs> so having that hanging off the back of your bike yeah, would be maybe. a bit tough to ride. But as, but... but as technology increases and maybe they're able to make solar panels smaller, yeah. like, would that be an attainable thing you think? Yeah, potentially. I mean, because you don't always have to get the voltage up. You can always, you know, through electronics up mm-hmm. the voltage. Mm-hmm. So it's definitely a possibility and, you know, definitely you'd be able, like if you're like, motorcycle camping having you know a fold up solar array that you could deploy when you're at camp or something yeah yeah so that, that was like sick. um yeah i mean it's it's solar and stuff's getting better every year so it would be super cool if you could motorcycle camp and be like yeah i can like you know recover you know 20 or 30 miles a day of charge you just have to have good weather Mm-hmm. Yeah, that too. Because we, we, I mean, we sail, and so we have friends that like get solar for like in California, and mm-hmm. then they get they like puddle jump out to like the the South Pacific, and they're like, yeah, it's always kind of partly cloudy, so we need to double, yeah. <laughs> double yeah. the solar. So 
we experienced that we had on our slide on camper we had a just a a hundred watt panel up top and you know that came down at 12 volts or whatever and it was pretty good it would if we were driving around and we had just two lead acid just gigantic car batteries and off that we could run all basic electronics charge our phones run the lights like really low voltage low water or low wattage stuff i guess um but as soon as we would be like parked under a tree for a couple days or like if it was just cloudy for a few days it would it would really reduce what what was available those were also arbor freight panels so Mm. come on they sure were (laughs) and they worked i mean they worked but yeah no i like the solar idea and i think that's something like kind of cutting back to my world like you know doing off-road riding uh like trail riding or something if you have a trail bike the thing is is like i don't think i've ever (laughs) ridden for more than two hours straight like two hours straight on the trail like riding hard uh you know 80 percent, maybe almost up to race pace like that's that's a lot of effort to ride for two hours you know and and just be going usually i come back for lunch or take a break so if i could have like swappable batteries or if the solar array could charge uh, you know the backup battery enough you know that's that's definitely that's doable i feel like in the off-road segment um, that's mm-hmm. getting there. And, and I'll kind of turn my, uh, turn to an example here. Like we have the KTM Freeride EXC is in its, um, like fourth year or so. Mm-hmm. And so this is really cool. The Freeride is like their three quarter size bike. It's kind of like part trials bike, but with more like dirt bike, uh, ergonomics. And they've made the electronic uh, version for a while. It's an 18 kilowatt, uh, brushless motor. And it comes in at 10,699, um, you know, that's with like their top of the line suspension, like all the same frame components as their gas model. So you're, you're getting basically a KTM with an uh, electronic motor. Uh, it's like water cooled. It's, it's pretty hot. Like it's, it's really cool. Um, and it kind of fills that niche of like, you know, I want to do some trial stuff. I want to do some more technical off-road riding. And I think I've seen people, I could be totally wrong, but I think I've seen some people that they say they get, you know, whatever, you know, an hour and a half, two hours of pretty solid riding. Uh, and then, you know, you can get like an external power pack to top it off. So it's really getting closer. You know, that's like a dedicated off-road company really throwing in. And I know there was a big, um, kind of agreement between Yamaha, uh, Gas Gas, KTM, uh, and a couple other off-road companies, uh, CSC, that all kind of agreed that they would share like battery tech. So they would have like a universal battery or so for dirt bikes. So I think that's going to be really big to help with, you know, getting this tech out and getting it affordable, not having so much proprietary stuff. And that that's really going to appeal to people like me who like having the extra batteries. Yeah, right. Yeah, I mean, how can I, feel I plug like my twenty it. volt Harbor Freight battery into my yeah. bike? So I feel like in the off-road world, it's getting close and it's exciting. Every year, um, yeah. I really love hearing about all the new developments in that you know electric segment because I, I think it's coming. The long distance tours, maybe not there yet, but I think with the infrastructure expanded, you know, I think I think it's getting pretty close. I'm curious to hear like what others people's kind of make or break um, or maybe things that they'd want to see in electric motorcycle specifically are. I mean, I'm wondering, sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say like thinking about getting S rounds on a bike, you know, it's, it really comes down to the fact that like kids will run something straight into the ground. 
like the second that they think it's really cool. Totally. Um, and if she's anything like Jordan, um, she will run it straight <laughs> into the ground. Um, but like the, the cool thing that, cause we were talking about the stay sick bikes. Um, and the cool thing is I, I think they have adult size bikes, but I oh, might be. Oset does. Stay sick Oset makes does. a 12 inch and a 16 inch for yeah. like kids five to, or yeah. three, three to eight, like their years. Cover. Yeah. So the Osets are really cool. Cause I mean, I would totally like an Oset bike. Like if I think about like getting better in like trail riding, like aside from like the, the normal trail riding, I'd think about trials trail riding because that seems like really cool. Yeah, and, like using a trials bike for yeah, trail riding. Yeah, for trail riding. Um, and because they're lighter, you can like mm -hmm. throw them around. You can do cool stuff. And that's what why the O set appeals to me, mm -hmm. um, as an electric bike, uh, just because they have pretty good range already. Yeah, um, the, the, that's the thing with the KTM though. Like that, that really irritated me. Is like the first KTM bikes were only like forty five minute range. And when you think about like you're riding trails. Uh, you need them to be at least three or four hours, depending on how long you like to ride. Um, but it's really easy to be out on the trail for like at least three hours and yeah. 45 minutes does not cover it. But when it comes to like the kiddos, like I love the fact that the Stasic has like the swappable Harbor Freight battery looking things where you can have like three batteries and then like it runs out and then kids just like, I want to keep riding. I don't want to wait for anything. And, you know, you're just like, you're trying to grill and you're like, all right, kid, get the hell out of my hair, <laughs> yeah. slap on a new battery and let them go. That was really, what was really cool about the yeah. Stasic is they run on a 20, uh, what looks like either a 20 or 40 volt system. So it uses yeah. like the batteries that we see. And there's even some sketchy like Amazon adapter plates for like, you could run a DeWalt battery on this. So, yeah. I mean, uh, I probably wouldn't go that far considering the aftermarket batteries are like 130 bucks or whatever. But Stasic. Yeah. Uh, I think you're right, Chris, for like a kiddo who's not going to ride more than an hour, you know, at, at one time, that's a long time for a little kid, a three, mm -hmm. four year old to ride, you know, uh, it's a wonderful option. They're cheap. They're like six or 700 bucks and they take those drop in batteries. So you can just charge a few ahead. I think the aftermarket batteries are like 120 bucks, 130 bucks. That's not that far off from what a DeWalt 20 volt, you know, or, or, uh, Milwaukee 20 volt, you know, one of those upper end ones costs. And then you can just pop one in when they're done. No messing with carbs, no messing with, you know, or with uh, like exhaust systems or like any of that yeah. stuff. Yeah, especially when changes. you're trying to get kids into riding. Like if there's any kind of like issue with getting a bike started, you can just see the excitement deflate just as quickly as it like came on. And so just having like a bike to just get them started and just like literally all you have, all they have to do is pull the throttle and freaking go is yeah. really great. Yeah. I, I mean, oh, go go ahead, Robert. I was gonna say, talking about like trail bikes, I think there's also an argument to be made there about like improving the relationship between people riding motorcycles and the rest of people who like being outdoors, right? Where mm -hmm. like that's something that if you've Absolutely. ever been like hiking near yeah. an OHV area, you're gonna hear and like you know, you're good. People's opinions are gonna come down on one side of the fence with that, whether they like it or don't. But I think you know, thinking long term even as somebody who likes like motorcycles and riding and stuff like that, it, it is kind of appealing to think about, you could have a bunch of people like riding at like something like an OHV area or on trails and not hear the two stroke yeah. noise. You know Absolutely. I mean? And I, and I think that, I think that's 
going to be perceived. I think that's something that will be perceived very well by like the rest of the public, right? Mm -hmm. Well, Noise that's the number. Is the thing, that's know? the number one public complaint. Like, if you're like, right. why can't we have a dirt bike track in town? They're like, right. because, because it's loud. It carries, exactly. you know? <laughs> and that's something where like living out in a rural area, if I have property, could I build a pit bike track? Maybe if I have like a hundred acres or something, and I have enough sound deadening or cool, really cool neighbors, you know, um, which definitely happens, but like more often than not, um, you know, they don't want to hear it. I know when I go camping and I hear a freaking generator go off, like I'm out in right. the boonies out on a forest road yeah. and I no. hear a generator. I just want to go over there and be like, Hey man, just like, can you not, you know? So I'm sure a lot of people feel that way about dirt bikes. You know, some of us who are like, yeah, hell yeah. A, a freshly tuned two stroke, like, that ring ding ding you know that sounds awesome but landowners in general uh and the public and the government are just so much more open to um to have that stuff you know and they're lighter and you know i, I feel like maybe don't do as i don't know i don't know if they would do less damage on the trail i feel like right. if they have yeah. more torque, Equi equivalent damage Equivalent yeah, damage, but not as much noise, which is nice. So you can yeah. have a dedicated area. And but I think you, I mean, that, that brings up a good point too that I didn't think about, which is like, if you think about something like having, having a kid or kids and having like a small bike, um, that's something that you don't need a lot of. Now, now you could have your kid riding around. If you had like a larger yard, they could like just do small riding in your yard and it's not totally. going to be like super annoying. Uh, yeah, or, like you're talking about your neighbor kid, like riding in the in the like in a field near the house or something. And suddenly totally. it's like you could do that in the middle of the day and not bug anybody. Right. And we have here we do have a back pasture and the, like the neighbor kid we've talked about, he comes over and rides the 200. Uh, he brings it over and we walk it through his pasture and we've got a back area and all our neighbors are they think it's awesome. So they're they're yeah. all really supportive of it. They're, we have a really good pod of neighbors who are totally. down. For yeah, it, we're really, really lucky. Very rare because more times than not, there's always some crabby patty neighbor who's yeah. just like you need to not ride your motorcycle and right. run, 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 and then they end up calling the cops and it becomes a whole ordeal and it's a 204 stroke so it just doesn't make that much it's yeah. not a terrible amount of noise so but they are really cool with it but yeah i think you're right with an electric bike you can take i've seen kids take their osets and their stasix uh to like just a park and they're like kids are ripping around the park and no one cares because it's like oh it's, it's quiet you know and that makes me want to have one because I'm like, I want to do that. Like, yeah, that's awesome. You know, uh, there's a really famous promo video that Alta Motors did in Portland where they go through St. John's and they ride down Cathedral Park and they're mm -hmm. just shredding in the park. And I'm sure they had no problems filming it because it just it makes a whine sound. But like no one else can hear it. You know, yeah. I'm sure someone would get upset eventually about shredding up all up and down all the steps and through the lawns and stuff. But like you know in a rural area where there's already so many tracks and trails close by um it's very tempting to me to get something like that throw some trials tires on some nice sticky you know things that aren't going to destroy the trails too much either and just go with it you know so the free ride i have been keeping my eyes very close to they're a very hot commodity here in the northwest uh they're pretty difficult to get a, a hold of um but i think in the years coming these are just going to be more popular so yeah, I mean, can I do like a ten thousand mile road trip on an electric bike? I just, I just don't think we're there yet. I don't know. You know, I don't need a know. few months or weeks. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you have the time, yeah. And but like, you know, I always think like, oh, when I retire, like I want to do my round the world trip. Like maybe that'll be a possibility then. You know, maybe there'll be infrastructure across the world where I can just pop in and charge for thirty minutes. There's a guy in England who's been taking a zero. 
and showing he has like an adapter for like most charging stations for cars and he's able to use the quick charge and get like 30 minute fills nice. so to 80 percent, you know so it's like yeah i mean he's doing it and 30 minutes isn't bad you know i'm under your yeah. right like i think it's pretty rare that i ride for more than uh like an hour and a half two hours in the saddle that's a pretty long time i'm i'm definitely a stop and smell the roses person though um but i but i do i like to stop and look at stuff and so you know if there was a charger in a nice location by beers or a cafe or something like that like i'd be i'd be inclined you know so i think i think you said it too i think it's a matter i think it's a question of like infrastructure which is definitely not going to slow down right yeah. um well and so also, in, yeah, in taiwan they have a like a battery swapping system like called gogoro or something okay. for mm -hmm. i forget which brand of like the motor scooters or electric ones and i know honda yamaha and a few other manufacturers have said that they want to collaborate on a standardized battery pack for their electric motorcycles so battery swapping might become the norm in it some was, countries hopefully it'll catch on in the united states but who I, knows? Had to, I had to look it up but it was earlier this year is ktm honda and yamaha and I believe CSC, which is California Scooter Company, which is a big okay, importer yeah, yeah. of um, like pit bikes, is kind of what they're known for in the dirt world. Um, but they're coming out with their own bikes now. They all agreed to a consortium, uh, and they said the aim of the consortium will therefore to define a standardized technical specification of the swappable battery system. So they've yeah. all these major manufacturers have already agreed that they're going to create a universal battery system, and I think that's going to go. That's, I mean, that's going to lower their R&D. That's going to lower their cost of production. And what that's going to mean for Joe consumer is that in six months after it comes out, there will be aftermarket batteries. And for cheapskates like me, I could just slap on those aftermarkets, you know, and keep a couple OE batteries and a few aftermarkets, toss them in the pack and call it a day. So you're, you're going to have to diver diversify your Moolahay fuel station, <laughs> your isobutane and uh, battery and swaps. Batteries. I mean, I hope for it. You know, and Baja is another great example of a place like it's such a beautiful landscape and a beautiful place. Like the, the prospect of having that be an all electrical playground is great because it'll keep the peace of the area better. So I'm definitely team electric. I'm for sure. I, for the off-road world, I absolutely want it. Look, I'm just going to say, uh, any of y'all ever been to a Cracker Barrel? I don't. <laughs> yes. I don't know if they still do it, but they used to do, you could get audio books, right? You could get audio books on tape at a Cracker Barrel. And then okay. at another Cracker Barrel, you would swap it and you could exchange it for another audio book. Are we talking about like physical? Is like this back physical in the day with, like, cassette tapes, tapes or CDs, I, I think it. at the time. Uh, so they had this thing where, yeah, <laughs> in, in one of the barrels in like the front shop section okay. of the Cracker Barrel. And you'd like, whatever. I don't remember the, what the system was, but it was like you'd, you'd rent one. Basically, you'd rent like a CD that was an audiobook. Later down the road, you go to another Cracker Barrel. You like trade it in, rent another it. one. I'm just saying, Cracker Barrel cool. electric batteries. Wow, Cracker Barrel yeah, electric meant to be. Wow, I had Cracker no Barrel. Do we have a <laughs> do we have a pitch <laughs> for you? Wow. Well, That's... I've never been to a Cracker Barrel, so I've only it's slept time. in their parking lots. Hey, it's <laughs> the place to start. Cracker Barrel, the place where you get. American food. Let's just let's, let's say that. Yeah. <laughs> let's say that. It's, I don't remember it being bad, but yeah, I mean, universal battery. Um, I think, yeah, longer run times will be better. But as speaking, at least on my side as a consumer, it's really that infrastructure. I think if the infrastructure is there and I feel like um, I can go, you know, rip down the road, live in a rural area and still be able to charge at the end of my destination within 
I just call it 30 minutes. I want to sit and have a beer for 30 minutes. Like if it can be that and I can get a, a hundred miles, let's say, mm-hmm. I think that'll cover most of my needs to be honest. Yeah. You know? And I think that if people are honest with themselves, I do know a few people have gold wings and like, um, just like road Kings, uh, like big, big motorcycles and they will ride for like hours on end, but they're yeah. like inner, they're interstate goers, you know, and it's kind of, yeah. That's not the style I really they also like. They have seats that have like lumbar adjustment. <laughs> yeah, like they're like, like full blown like lazy boys. It's a car. Seats. It's a car, but it's, it's also a, no, it's a motorcycle. Take, but... It's a windy car. It's a windy, yeah. with giant yeah. fairings that like and like windshields that you don't even have to worry about the wind hitting you in the chest. Or... And Amanda, going back to what you said, a wind is a great example. Amanda, going back to what you said at the beginning about that first initial example of the Tesla, the number one reason. You know, like when I went out today, I wore my three quarter helmet because I love feeling the wind. I love noticing that stuff. I love the fresh air, like smelling the river. I like seeing the hawk come down. I like, like, I like being in the elements. That's one of my favorite parts about riding is really being immersed in the environment and forced to participate more in your surroundings more than when you're in a car. Right. And to me, I think that's, I think that's boosted by an electric vehicle. So yeah, for I sure, especially for trail like riding, mm-hmm. like it's gonna be so much quieter. Yeah, and you can you can just be a lot more connected. You know, you can hear the road. Sometimes I'll kind of feel a trail, so to speak. I'll feel the 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 way that the weight of the tire, you know, hits the trail, and I'll kind of get a feel for what kind of trail it is. You know, whether it's really rocky or really soft or, you know, whatever. Um, but I think if you don't have the sound, like you can even just like hear it. Sometimes. Like I'll stall my bike or something while going a downhill or flame out on a, like a climb or something. And then you can hear that, like the tire hitting the the trail for a bit. And I am I'm here for it. I'm, I'm welcome. I, I will always love my two strokes. I don't think I'll ever get rid of my two strokes, especially because they sound so good. Uh, the inline four sounds really good. But those two strokes, you know, I, I love the smell. I love the sound. But yeah, I mean, I think I think we're moving towards something that's probably a little better overall. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, I mean, thanks for answering all our dumb questions. <laughs> yeah, uh, we'll definitely have to have a part two because I was chatting with my acquaintance that actually works for Zero Motorcycles, and he was Ooh. like, uh, "Like, I need to ask around and see if I can be on a podcast." But yes. I will check in with him to see when he's free, and I'd love to have a part two and get somebody yes. that knows yeah. even more than I do. That would be awesome because I t- personally I have so many nerdy questions about Zero <laughs> listeners. If you're checking this out right now. And you have questions, you can definitely uh, send us an email, clappedmoto at gmail.com, uh, maybe for that program, or maybe we can do it live or something, because I yeah. I know that a lot of people have questions for zero, and I personally live in a place where we don't have dealers very close by. Mm-hmm. So, And even the dealers I have been to in Portland, um, they just don't really have all the answers, which is not their fault, but you know, yeah. some inquiring minds need to know. So yes, I agree, we'll definitely have to have a second part. Um, yeah. but yeah, I, I, really, I really want to demo uh, zero FX, but I'm yes. afraid to because I know I'm gonna want to buy it. Awesome, they're a little, he- I think they're on the heavy side, which is one of the things I'm kind of like, uh, but they're lighter than they're on par with most of the modern dual sports. Let's say, what's heavy for you? Um, I mean, I, I consider my it depends, let's say that. I think my 250 comes in around like 230 wet okay, uh, yeah. with gas. And that's something that's meant for like, that's my little mountain goat bike. Um, but I mean, I take my 450 almost all the same places and I consider it porky in the tight stuff. And it's like 280 wet, maybe 275, 280 wet. 
Um, so I think this, if I remember those ones come a little bit closer to 300 pounds, but so does the XR650L 350 mm. pounds. And God knows I have taken that thing also everywhere, um, you know, and so it's doable, you know, that, so it also I don't think that what you're riding also it does. street versus trail, like the heavier, the trail bike, the more, like the harder it is to maneuver it. Whereas if it's a street bike, you're on the street. And it's very, yeah. it's very different if you're riding mountain single track versus like shredding out in the desert. Yeah. Like if you're yeah. wide open in the desert, those 280 pounds on my 450 feel great because it's very yeah. planted. It feels really good. So like if you're doing really tight single track or like, you know, something up in the woods, I would think, or mountains, uh, it's a weight, weight is very relative. You know, I like the 450 because yeah. it's very planted. Just but, saying, I never, I never really oh. thought about until right now, which is that I'd imagine you get at least a little more flexibility and weight distribution on an electric bike. Yeah. Like yeah, it depends on where they set the batteries. Right. That's true. Yeah. I, so the, the zero I just looked up is 247 pounds for the 3.6 kilowatt wow. version that's or... Really. So I mean that that's the the smaller battery pack, but the mm -hmm. larger battery pack brings it up to two hundred eighty nine. That's very wow. actually not bad. Yeah, okay. that's the yeah, for four, the CRF four fifty L Honda's big breakthrough modern dual sport. You know the next gen of dual sports based off their CRF four fifty X engine. That comes in at two ninety, and people have been taking that thing everywhere. So that's that's not bad at all. That that's actually a lot lighter than I thought it was. Well. Yeah. It'd be, it'd be, I mean, that's another question that would be really interesting, or I guess just interesting to ride one because where that center of like mass is on the bike vertically is going to make a huge difference in how, mm -hmm. in what that 287, whatever pounds feels like. Right. And yeah, because you're, yes. you're, you're not at the mercy of gravity and physics and needing your gas to go down and your piston to go up. And well, and anyone that's ridden a nineties dirt bike, like the XRs where the gas sits on top of the frame right. versus a WR where the gas sits under the frame, a little more under the frame and the tank wraps around such a massive difference. The engine isn't as tall, you know, it doesn't have yeah. a long tower like the XR. It's not as large of an engine. Like the, you're right, Robert, those weight distribution does make a big difference. So that 290, even on the big zero model might feel a lot more centered and a lot more planted. Um, yeah, I, it looks like the battery pack's just right underneath the seat, so that yeah, okay, would probably feel pretty good. Yeah, and you yeah. know, I could probably lose fifteen pounds, and then it wouldn't even <laughs> matter. So yeah, that's also the classic thing of like, how much does my trail bike weigh? And it's like people are shredding on Africa Twins, you know, doing right. like trial step ups, and my bike's too heavy, and that thing weighs like six hundred pounds. So <laughs> it's relative, you know, like the you know more there's always some fitness to be done. Maybe that would help out with our trail weights, but yeah, I think a second part is definitely warranted. I think we could, I could have a whole show based on EV cause I have so many kind of questions and um, observations from riding that I think I would like to see in the electric world. So yeah. I'm 1000% down for that. Yeah we'll, yeah. we'll have to wait to see if I either get a zero or I've been looking at, there's a yeah. company called Shanghai customs, which sells a kit that you can convert like a, Honda Cub or Passport right, right. over to electric. Okay. The kit's like $2,700. So if you can find okay. yourself a frame for like 500 bucks, it's not too shabby not too bad, for yeah. an electric motorcycle. And yeah. I, I forget what the range is. It's not anything crazy, but for putting around town, it'd be perfect. Right. I have to say the small bikes are very fun, but when you get a true blue motorcycle, you know, like 21 front, 18 rear, you know, a little bit of ground clearance, like, 
it's a game changer. I my dual sports the one bike I would never ever sell. I would sell mm-hmm. all of my bikes before I sell my 450 and I think that there's something to be said about the utility of it, but also the freedom of exploration is pretty cool. So I, I'd push you. You should check out that zero. I think you'd really. Yeah. Like well, and so and you live I was, in a place. You live in the bay, so you have the infrastructure. You know. Yeah, I just have to. Well, so I mean, that's the. That's like I don't Not know how much time. Yeah, yeah. So like that's one thing <laughs> I wanted to talk about. It's like so, you know, for people that live in an apartment or something, it's mm-hmm. like yeah, it's like the zero you can charge off of a one ten plug, but our parking spot there's no power there. Um, or if you live in an apartment where it's like yeah, if you're lucky to have a carport or a surface lot. Or if you're parking on the street, it's like there's no outlets out there. So then it's a matter of like, all right, can I charge at work? Um, Can I, you know, charge at, you know, a store or something nearby? But, you know, it's it's getting better. There's grant programs that I'm trying to get our HOA and also my work to apply for to get uh, installed charging stations and stuff. Yeah. You just have to have the batteries that come out of the bike that you can bring upstairs. Yeah. Yeah. So, so... There is a modular version of the Zero FX, um, mm-hmm. and I was talking with my buddy that works at Zero, and he's like, uh, I was telling him like, yeah, I want like, you know, get it as light as possible so that we can, you know, have it on a rack on the back of our van. And he was saying like, well, if you get the modular version, you can get you know the one module with 3.6 kilowatts or two of them for the 7.2. But mm-hmm. if when you're transporting it, you could pull the modules out of the bike and keep them inside the van so that like, you know saves you, you know, close to like 75 pounds or something. Nice. Um, yeah, right. Which would be kind of cool. And then also, I guess for security wise, like people can drive away with it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. And another cool thing, I don't know if it's available on all electric motorcycles, but there's often software where you can tune, you know, how much power you could like, you know, uh, yeah, like editing torque, the controller torque, torque limited or something or speed limited. So if you have kids and you don't want them to go too fast or get too much torque, um, you have them train up and get used to it. it would be really cool as a parent be like, yeah, we're gonna like, you know, like figuratively put on the training wheels, put okay. it into like creep mode. Yeah, that'd be pretty yeah. cool. No, and and uh, I know the O sets have that. The Stasics uh, have that. They have power modes. Most modern um, motorcycles, through like fuel programming and fuel mapping, have right. that as well. But yeah. yeah, I mean, with electric motor, it's it's probably a much simpler process to step. That yeah, it's down. literally like a phone app where you're like, oh yeah, yeah. update the settings. And Done. just for just for reference for listeners and and everyone who's here, um, the the zero from the spec sheet, the zero ZF three six modular. Uh, both it and the 7.2 make the same, almost the same, if not maybe a foot pound or two more than my ZRX 1100 does at peak, <laughs> at peak output. Like that's insane. Wow. You know, 78 foot pounds of torque. And I can tell you what 78 pounds of foot port, foot pounds feels like on a 500 <laughs> pound bike. It's a lot. So I am just like, it is so rad. I think you should go do it. I think we should do an episode. Yeah. I would love to have your friend on. To talk a little bit more about that because I think it's the future. It's coming. Uh, there's a lot of people in my old old people, old man uh, online groups who are kind of like, I don't know, I don't want to get rid of my t-shirt. I'm like, listen, I feel you. Like, I don't want to get rid of the sound either. I love it, but these things are getting better. They have Showa forks. You know, they've mm-hmm. got like good suspension travel. Like, they're getting better and better and better. So, mm-hmm. 
at what is this 486 miles of the gallon you know equivalent like come on like how are you not gonna like that you're gonna save so many money so like it or not you're not gonna have a choice in like 10 20 yeah. years yeah right so, yeah. 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 i think i think so. you know oh Danny, what what's yeah. that that's wild what? california you're not in california passed a law in 2030 you can't yeah. sell gas vehicles yeah i don't know oh, if that man, applies to motorcycles but like car Newer gas vehicles. Yeah, like new yeah, ones. Yeah. So yeah. like oh. you know, used, you're not going to be able to stop the. That's fine. I'm not buying new ever anyways. What I'm saying is, I think Danny, you get an electric moped and then program it to just randomly yeah. shut off or lock the back wheel. <laughs> yeah. And you basically get the same thing. Yeah. Modify your experience. Oh, I gotta just pull over here really quick and fiddle <laughs> with the carburetor, and it's like a fake carburetor that you just turn <laughs> little knobs like, Push yeah, a carburetor. Oh, yeah, it'll God. be the same. Come on, it'll be yeah, the same. Exactly. I mean, come on. Like you, you roll the bike out. Every bike, everyone has a bike that they just roll out and they ride, except for you, Robert. Sorry, but everyone's <laughs> got their bike. <laughs> everyone's got their bike that they just. You have it. It's here. You know, you gotta just know. pick it up. Before I have a Subaru. Well, yeah, you just roll it out, you ride it. That's the best bike you own is the one that you can ride. So I like your motorcycle as a feature. Deal with it. I'm super excited. I'm on board. Um, I'm looking at the zero. It looks good. I would love to have your friend on so we could talk. I have about a billion questions for him. Uh, and I think that'd be really fun. So yeah, that was electric motorcycles part one. I think we have a lot more to talk about. And I know that this is going to be a regular subject um, as I think this year is going to be really big with that universal battery tech. So we'll, we'll have to check in and we'll have to do more episodes on this, but, um, sounds great. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for answering all our questions. Um, let's go to the pick of the week. We did pick of the week a little different this week. We're going to talk about some maybe clapped out, uh, electric bikes that we found or electric things, or if it's just really cool, I'll allow it. I did it not find not anything electric. Uh, Amando, what, what did you find? What'd you get this week? Yeah, so should I share my screen or? Yeah, do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And like, for all the listeners, so. we'll throw it up on Instagram. Um, we're still we, figuring out the form. Hey, you yeah. know what? <laughs> we will. All right, we're working. We're baby? getting better. Well, Did we'll you post have all the baby. Yeah, we had a baby, <laughs> Danny. What's that freaking Come on. And I even posted content. He so got a miter saw, right? <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> I'm busy with the miter saw. <laughs> so we'll post it on the Instagram, either in our stories or or in our uh, highlights or I don't know, somewhere. Somewhere at some point. You Come on, know what you got. Though. Share our screen so we can check this thing out. Yeah, so just like talking about electric motorcycles down near, uh, I yes. guess, Santa Cruz. There's oh, somebody yeah. selling some parts or some some zero motorcycles from 2013. Wow. So is this in, this is in Santa Cruz? Yeah, so so Quill is like right next to Santa Cruz. I, I might know who this is because I've been on the show on Motorcycles and Misfits mm -hmm. and I've talked uh, to the guy while I was there. Who yeah. is the zero motorcycle? And he's like, oh, we're going back to my house to chop up a bunch of them and like the Franken bikes, a bunch of stuff. So I'm wondering if it's the same guy that I met. I don't these remember are, his name. One of these is definitely is a Franken awesome. bike. I love so it. So they're like, uh, I guess there's a few things. So 3,500 for one battery. <laughs> Like, I, saw that, yeah. I think that's the motorcycle has one battery. One has no batteries for 2,500. So they're complete motorcycles, but they're said they're going to chop the frame at the... Like, so basically they're just selling it for parts. Okay. So if you're looking for electric motorcycle parts, this would be your listing. I love it. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's just like... 
I guess this is going back to the questions for you, but 2013, is that battery going to be any good? Depends on how many charge cycles it has okay. on it. Um, but it might be okay. Yeah, I don't know. It's just like a weird, really weird listing. I think I've seen this one like a few months ago. So they're obviously not getting many bites. Um, but you want parts. See, I, I, I like to think that if you if you imagine like a dystopian 2030, like cyberpunk sort of future where people are piecing together electric vehicles, this is how we get there. This, yeah. this post single-handedly. I agree. Yeah, so they say black one it. has a converted WR426 front yep. suspension, size wow. four. Those are the Kayaba, Kayaba 43 millimeter open bath units. Uh, I have 48 millimeter open bath units and they are my favorite fork. And in fact, I do have that same front end on my 250. It's a Kayaba 43 millimeter uh, open cartridge design, uh, meaning that the oil lives in all the chambers. It's just one chamber and it they slap. Honestly, you could tune those things up. And for if you're not hitting gigantic jumps, that those are very, very capable forks. Uh, those Kayaba units are really great. I'm very fond of them. So that's a solid front end to throw on that bike. Yeah, uh, it'll, it'll take you there. Supposedly has the larger S motor, which is I think referring to the zero S. Um, and also for context, uh, zero is located in Scotts Valley, which is just north of Santa Cruz. So I'm sure there's uh, plenty of zero parts floating around. Digging through the dumpster. Yeah, I think I'm not 100% sure, yeah. but I think that's what that guy was talking about is he does actually like have an inn or something mm -hmm. where he can just take derelict old parts that they're like, we can't do anything with this. And he just, fixes them I, they're electronics like they're yeah right nothing magic to it you know you just yeah, like, like, yeah like, there's like a, a few motors here or something but yeah if you want that <laughs> uh, yeah i do want Before. that that's awesome <laughs> i love this junkyard of old electronic bikes jamie did you pick something i got something i want to see it oh, jamie always has good picks yeah so i'm excited can uh, uh can take uh, so continuing my, I wish I was living in Hawaii, yeah. uh, <laughs> yeah. the Hawaiian Craigslist, I Elect found a electric tandem tricycle. Amazing. Um, 2,500. Um, yeah. so it's a man, I'll just like explain it. So it's a beautiful blue, you know, it's actually tricycle tandem Perfect. bike. And the second seat has a very cute dog on it. Of um, no description, just nope. electric tandem tricycle, just text. Um, in true Hawaiian style. Yeah, text, text for info. Text for info. They're not going to give you the zip code. No. You get all the info you need in that picture. That's yeah, all, that's all I need. That's a cute dog and a dude who looks like he's having a great time. In he looks sandals. like he's got some. some he knows, he exactly. knows how to sell a bike. He knows how to sell a bike. Yeah. You just some put a dog on the back. On it, too, if I'm seeing that right. Well, so yeah. on the front, it it's looks like it has a clock. hub motor. Yeah, it does look yeah. like a Stella yeah. in the back. Yeah, it's got, and it's got a little battery below his butt. Oh, yeah. Okay. Some more stuff on the back, too. Yeah, yeah if I, I recall. It's on the back. Something looks like Stella Artois. Stella Artois or something back here. Yeah. If if I recall right, I've seen these front hub motors where they make them in lots of different sizes and they just retrofit onto like any bike and it's your bike becomes a front wheel drive. Yep. Uh, you know, that's fine. But my big question with any of those kind of products is like, how do you do burnouts with right. a front or wheel drive? Sick wheelies. Or well, sick wheelies. Put it in reverse. 
Yes. Oh, the trike would be really hard because yes. it probably has an open differential, so you'd yeah. just be like spinning out one more needle. It's really weird. True. I love it. It's, it still has the three wheels, but yeah. So that that is what the only item that turned up when I searched electric in the Big Island Craigslist today. So, sorry. I, now I'm thinking about it, and I was just gonna say you could hold the rear brake, put your feet down to kind of lift the front just okay. a little to brake traction, and then just burn the front out all day long. Okay. It would look <laughs> Even if there's like cloud of smoke coming, the dog looking through it. As long as it's possible, because when I see all these electric I bikes, I think I think like I could do some sick burnouts with 80 foot pounds of torque and like no oh weight, God. you know. Yeah, That's like right. an El Camino. So That's many tires. Awesome. <laughs> <Yeah>. Can <laughs> oh, confirm yeah. having owned an El Camino. Oh shit. Why did I put a soft compound trials tire on? Now it's completely <laughs> roasted through. Whoops. All right, Jamie, I love it. I yep. will accept that tricycle. I definitely want it now. And the cute dog and the beer in the back. That sounds pretty righteous. Danny, what did you get? Uh, I got two because one's just going to be real quick, but it was amusing so I had to choose it. All right, let's go. It's my, it's my it's squeaky. <laughs> it's my squeaky rocking chair. Love it. <laughs> Good rocking chair sound it, effect. It needs some WD-40. All right. Nice. Ooh. That's uh. uh it is a Yamaha as is. <laughs> no, no, it's a 68. No, yeah. That's like uh, the best model ever. Uh, D <laughs> That's like a Ooh, DT. Something. R yeah. One. Yeah. Ooh, like could maybe. Be. Look at yeah. those shocks. Look at that chain. All right. There's the ATs. The I think that's an AT chamber. Yeah, I think you're the, right. The pipe Ooh, is very AT one. Yeah, I think the AT one is the big boy. Yeah. That's the big boy. Has chain. Has chain. That's the big. How much seller. do they want for it? Parting so, out. Seven fifty. Oh, that's not bad. Seven fifty yeah. per part, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, right, yeah, that's great. As, go buy yes, that. Everyone should have a doing? DT. I'm what going are my to the next bike? one. Oh, you're gonna buy it? it? No, I'm not gonna buy it. I think it's an AT1. I'm, I'm gonna put my money on a 68 AT1. <laughs> we nice. oh, okay. stand. This is yeah. such a cute one. Now, Danny, this is an electric, but I guess I'll allow it. So tell yeah, us what you, you know. got. It's a 1964 BSA Starflight 75cc. Yeah, we'll very start. high price, but it was just one of those ones that like I don't see very often coming up in searches. So well, it's yeah, a lot of, it has a California a title. title that's yeah. worth a lot. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Oh, Looks like it comes cool. with some of the original Seriously. original uh, literature. You know literature. what? One day I am gonna start a business where I get all the vehicles, motorcycles. I don't give a shit about cars and trucks, but all the motorcycles that are like out of the system and have a bunch of back fees. Because in Oregon, we don't even have smog or anything like. I can just scoop up all those bikes that are like out of, you know, there's too many back fees to register them. Mm. And I can just go to town, you know, because you just got to sweet talk someone. Uh, according to that odometer, it has 25 miles on it. Are <laughs> you serious? Get it, Danny? From the era of, so there's a oh, lot of really I'm sorry, cool. sorry, 26. No, 26. <laughs> yeah, that's 26 <laughs> miles, Danny. Wow. There's a lot of cool like body work, a lot of like flowy body work on the yeah. mid 60s, early 60s. Um, mm -hmm. British bikes, kind yeah, of like very... I mean, similar to like what you see on the Honda Dream, right? Honda Dream rip off. You look at the Honda Dream, and they have yeah, well, yeah. kind of the other way around. But um, whatever. So you'll see if if you 
look at especially like early 60s um the like 350 and 500 triumphs you'll they'll have these like like full fair like full not fared but like full body work like contour lines and stuff mm. that's what that makes me think of yeah i i i think one of those bsas would be rad sometimes i see the old bsa like not enduro bikes but they just converted them they're like street bikes and they put dirt tires on them i mean and... that's all their enduros were too yeah so right right like the and a65s my... and a50s and stuff yeah. and my uncle used to race those back in the day so oh, cool. i i would really like to have one of those that'd be really cool but yeah Robert, what do you got? What'd you what'd you bring to the? Pick I of the week? also have two. Um, let me find them. One just because it was just because it was a good time. So let me pull that one up first, and then the other one is actually an electric version. Actually, yeah. So I'll do the electric first. Okay. Let's do that. There you go. Yeah, but does yours have Look a chain? Look, I'm just saying you. Oh it wow! Does, right there, chain. All right, all right. Also, the you want to talk about and you want to talk about swappable batteries? You got swappable yeah. batteries right there, baby. Those are go back a tab. We're looking at a Puka electric bike scooter, and I will tell you with 100% confidence that that is a Harbor Freight lead acid battery. Battery. Oh yeah, so that's that man has taste. This also, this basement reminds me of, this is in East Gresham. This is actually, so I, I snagged a Pacific Northwest. This is from Portland Craigslist. This ba uh, basement reminds me of uh, your guys' old basement that Chris oh. lived in. Just yeah. something about that washer oh, in the yeah. basement. Yeah. And it just, first, just brings back memories. Portland house, the very yeah. I don't know, something about that made I me like think it. about it. Maybe I like 20. They have this Maybe Cheap. 20 minutes total time. I like how it just has a rack on the rear to hold the battery. It has a rack for its own battery. It's got I a key. It. I think you can put a key. No uh, one yeah. will steal right. it. Or they'll no just pick it up and walk away with it. You know? <laughs> uh, let's see. Maybe 20 minutes total time. Original manual. You got papers, charger, wow. keys, wow. brand new batteries. Installed them today. On the eighth at four p.m. He installed 4 them. Four p.m. All right. Wow. Man's got receipts. Literally earlier today. I was really wondering what time he installed. This is a guy that you're gonna go and he's gonna say, "I told you four p.m." and he's gonna hook up a voltometer, <laughs> the voltmeter <laughs> no that has like drop. a ton. He's gonna like, see, see the reading. See, that yeah. could only be from a battery that was installed at four p.m. today. Four p.m. This is a Craigslist yeah. meetup that's gonna last at least an hour. At oh, least, yeah. AKA right. any meetup with me. What do I, not yeah, buy a bike with from me. Yeah, if you have hours one, to talk, Danny's one hour. That would be five hours for me. Easy. I would be in that man's basement. Uh -huh, we would be talking uh -huh. about God sailboats or something. This is just one corner of his basement. We're seeing the entire <laughs> other half is like oh, yeah. a broken down Hadaka, like a uh, uh, like replica, you know, a Ducati that's like split in half for some reason. You know, you don't know what's in that guy's basement. And, and I, I kind of want to know. Mr. T project fan. What else is up there? Okay, here's the other one. This one's fun too. This is Chopper Bobber parting out. This oh, is in Chopper Vancouver, Bobber. Washington. Uh, just a fun. What do we got there? Post. Use your imagination. Use your imagination. These are 60s to 70s projects and parts, not the kind you take home to mommy. Oh boy! <laughs> just a bunch of cool old crap. This guy's got. Uh, early, uh, early 78, so very late CB750, um, with some fiberglass on it. Speaking of BSAs, he's got an old BSA C15, he's got some no title, no engine CB500, he's got a no title, no engine CB750 chopped with, with a peanut tank, he's got an Indian Warrior with a CB750 rear. 
Wow. He's got another CB500 engine, XS650 engine. He's got some Hodaka parts. You oh, name just, it. Wait, just list out underneath. He's got a handlebar type. You know what? I'm just going to go out and say it. This very well may be the other corner of the same garage. Hey, very <laughs> possible. This is. Very oh, he's possible. got CB parts. Look, you got a Hodaka tank on probably a Hodaka frame. That's Honda exhaust, it looks like. Something. Something exhaust. That's a BSA tank for sure. That is a peanut tank on a hardtail something. something. Oh, how do you fit wait, your butt in there Hodaka. with those bars? Oh, he's I got a Hodaka no tank on a hardtail something. <laughs> have you, you ever know. wanted a Hodaka cho a chopper? <laughs> yes. Is that, a, is that a hardtailed Ace 90? Dang. There is some flames, all right. You cool. got, oh, there's sure flames. Is. You got yellow. You got uh, wow. uh question mark. Chopper that Colt might be knows the no late bounds. 750. It's, that looks like maybe a, a wagon wheel. That is a wagon wheel. <laughs> um, yeah, from like the Oregon a, Trail, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I got this original... cool 32-inch front wheel. I pulled off a wagon, and then I <laughs> yes. put it on my forks. It really takes the ruts well. That was oh, like yeah. a Springer front. You got classic, oh crate full of parts. This is the, I think, the 750 fiberglass Let, bodywork. Let's just all, let's just all take a moment here. Sitting on these. Do what? That? What, Jamie? Like there's one, it's like two bars are coming out next to go back, go back, go back. I think it's like one of the first pictures. Oh, well, yeah. I'm just gonna have to this there's a lot. Sand. Keep going. I think, uh, I think maybe back to the Hodaka uh, chopper. Right there. Go back. Go forward. Forward. I mean, yeah. Right there. Right there. there. Oh, how does like, how does one's ass fit between those bars? <laughs> we don't know. I, I don't think this is unrelated. This is something else. This is unrelated. There's something. There's something. It goes on the other side too. We it, don't know. But there's knows? no there's it's no bolts hanging holding it on. So it looks like okay. it's just kind of sitting there. It looks pretty attached. You never know. Yeah. Ladies yeah. and gentlemen, what we're looking at at the moment is a hardtail frame of with some sort of engine in it um, with uh, very provenance. dubious. Yeah. Uh, and it's just got, I'm going to call stirrups hanging from both sides <laughs> that I assume you just put your feet into yeah. after leaning back. You just post we'll, of time. course, post pictures up of it, but it is ridiculous. If you've got junk in your trunk, Look. you definitely will not be <laughs> And I'm just saying, what could you make between the zero That's what I'm graveyard I, oh, and I this agree. graveyard? Have you ever wanted a hardtail zero with a Hodaka tank yes. and a Springer front end? Because yeah. now you can. I put my batteries in the tank. <laughs> yeah, what's the tank for your like and a, and a, and a thirty <laughs> and a thirty-six inch front? I love it. You got it all. Wow. I love it all. This is a horrendous pile of chocolate. You use parts. your imagination. I just really use your imagination. This is what this is what got me. Not the kind you take home to mommy. Not the kind. I don't think, yeah, it's true. He's it's, right. He's so he or she right. are right. That is, I would not take any of these home to he's mommy. Okay, a, but what else what right else here. are they selling? Because he has other ads up. Everything. Oh, let's find out. Let's oh, oh god. Oh wow. Chem dip carb cleaner. All right. You could probably get Light 10 box. bucks, but I think if you buy all the other stuff. Eddie yeah. Bauer mugs. Oh gosh, there's a lot of things, listeners, that this guy is selling. Um flatware. Are these more Silver photos gold. of the same? Oh, God. Hold on. Oh, those are for sure the same bikes. Oh, my the God. more no, pics. No, it's just no, it's just the same ad. Same, same ad. ad. All right. I know where to go if I want a bunch of shitty chopper parts. Pretty much any basement in Portland. <laughs> 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 yeah. Chris, did you bring any 
wondrous picks to the show. No, I had a baby. <laughs> that is fair. And this is that baby. is my excuse, but next week I'll have something. Baby, do you have anything to say for the show? She, I have something to say for her. She's, she's like, I've been eating every hour on the hour and giving mm-hmm. mom grief. But She's it's quite fine. She gave me a couple squeals. Little squeals. All right. And on that note of, of Baby Esperanza, I'm just going to go ahead and say I'm going to show you my pick of the week. And my pick of the week is a 2019 Oset 12.5R. Oh. This is exactly what I want. I think this is going to be her first bark. Um, it has forks, some of the cheaper model, uh, cheaper. Uh, electric bikes don't this guy's asking like a hundred dollars over msrp so i don't know what that's all about but with the oncoming depression i'm hoping that we can afford an electric bike and just buy it new but this is kind of cool it's like you know it's a trials bike trial style bike they make an mx style one oh, right. and Look it's for little rippers it's just so cute you know. It is super cute that watching kids. Forks and kids just shredding down the stairs. Yeah. Uh, doing Whoa. sick jumps. Yeah, this kid's just shredding. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's got all the features. It's got little forks that have yeah, adjustability. It's like, a, like a mountain bike front end. Yeah. If y'all did they rip those rad. pictures straight from the OSET website? I'm almost positive they did. Some yeah. <laughs> <laughs> little kid is ripping on it. But, but if you want nice... to see these in action, you should just go on YouTube and watch yes. kids race oh these. Oh my gosh. You'd just it's cry. That's, so but that's anyways, a... I think the OSET represents, you know, it's not clapped out at all. It's actually pretty nice. But I think that represents what I want to get for my kiddo. It's a trials bike, so they can't really sit on it and ride necessarily they can when they're really little but it really promotes that balance which i really like i want them to know that you know you got to stand up when you ride trails and stuff so i i think it's really rad it's uh got trials tires on it it's got full suspension uh and i think i think it'd be a little shorter i think they run for like an hour and a half or something you can tone tone down the power a bunch so you can make it really accessible and i've seen kids as young as two uh two riding on these things so it will definitely be in our future uh so that she can have family trail riding time with us yeah and that's our electric show you know like i said i think the this topic definitely warrants at least another episode but probably likely much more so amanda thank you again so much again for coming on the show yeah, and you're very welcome answering our questions we'll have many more dumb questions for you and hopefully your friend at least i know i will um because this really fascinates me and to be honest i i you ask me a question about 90s japanese bikes i'll tell you dirt bikes i'll tell you all you want to know but lecture bikes i just don't know so thank you so much for answering our questions and um i look forward to that next episode and hopefully we can get your friend on so yeah we're honestly we're getting messages emails all kinds of stuff thank you everyone for reaching out i'm so glad uh a lot of you a few of you have you know hit us up and express that you really like the show showing us some of your bikes that's it's been awesome please send us uh mail we love it you can send us an email at clappedmoto at gmail.com you can hit us up on the instagram to check out the pics of the week um, or see kind of what stuff we're working on or funny things that we just want to repost and that's our instagram is at clapped out pod and again if you really like the show you can support us by buying us a coffee at buymeacoffee.com forward slash clapped out moto Again, that's buymeacoffee.com forward slash moto. And we guarantee that if we reach the $1,000 mark, we're currently getting there. And if we <laughs> get there, we will jump a Coleman mini bike, maybe with an electric motor. You know what? Maybe Ooh. we can think about that and we can get one of those zero motors and bolt it into a Coleman. Um, but if not, we'll definitely put a Predator 212 engine there. We will not jump it over a small fire. 
We will not jump it over a medium fire, but we will jump it over a big ass fire. And of course, we'll get video of us eating shit on the other side. So, yep. you know, that's something to look forward to if you buy us a coffee at buymeacoffee.com forward slash clapped out moto. Uh, we're most on most of the major podcast platforms now for music, uh, Spotify, SoundCloud, Google Podcasts, Dogcatcher, whatever that is. And that's awesome. Uh, and we love those listener questions. So, again, you can shoot us an email at clappedmoto at gmail.com, clappedmoto at gmail.com, or hit us up on the Instagram at clappedoutpod. And thanks again for tuning in again. And we'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye, 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 bye. Bye-bye. How do I do this? You just do it. You just do it. Yeah, we're recording already. Two weeks. All right. Just dive in. All right. Oh, Jordan, just remember you have a mute button. <laughs>